love, love, lust, lust, and battle soul. I know I usually start this off by saying welcome to Love, Lust, and Badass So, but this episode is going to have just tons and tons. If you thought last week was bad, uh, I'm probably going to snatch my beard this week, but nonetheless, this is the amazing duo from Love, Lust, and Badass So. I am CEO Hayes, and we also have <laughs> the intelligent, the smart, the lovely, the cocoa-skinned right, one herself. Mrs. Badass Jones, what's going on? How are you? You know what? I'm actually frightened for this episode because I'm not able for you to damage up the good, good beard. Like, seriously. But I feel, yeah, this episode, like, I thought the last one was a doozy. This one, well, I'm not even, well, yeah. I don't even know if I'm prepared for this. Well. <laughs> like, seriously. Let's just jump right in. Why, why, let's just pull it off like a, like a band-aid. Let's get the, let's jump right into the fuckery. So I was sent something that over the course of this past week. And this was a young lady who wrote in and said she needed some advice. She did not know what to do. Um, she has been with this man, a, a man for five years. Over the course of these five years, she has gotten three STDs, has, has been pregnant once and, uh, lost the baby she just found out she's pregnant again and she's wondering if she should stay with the man um my immediate response to this was like the, like stop punking me like who who are you because this can't be fake um so my question to you is i'm of course the scenario itself but aj in what world would so you stay with someone who's giving you an std three times over the course of five years Regin. Bridgin. You hear what I say? I'm I'm stuck first at okay. So you get an STD once, which means that he's he's giving you something, which means his penis has been someplace else other than inside your good clean vagina. Unless you're trying to tell me that your vagina not clean, but we're not even going there. So on the assumption that it's not coming from you in a back and forth or whatever the case may be, he gave it to you once. You gave him a blight. You said, okay, you know what? I forgive you. Let's move forward. He gave it to you a second time. And not even a second, a third time. You don't love, you, you don't love your vagina. You, you couldn't possibly. How? Wow. How? 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 Wow. How? Your nastiness float around inside of you on purpose. And, and CJ, I get love. I even understand stupid love. I understand blind love, but that's just blatant disrespect to you and your body. You and your body. This man is running rampant and 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 fucking other people and bringing things home to you and not flowers, not candy, not a card, not a vacation package. An STD, which means that when you go to the doctor, that is registered somewhere because you have to register them kind of things there, which means other people outside of, you know, no, man, no, 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 no. The, the, the crazy part about it, though, is now you're pregnant for him. So, like, in good conscience, I can't say to you, leave him, but you need to have him double bag that. You you can't sleep with that man again without protection. Why? Why would you do yourself? No, but, like, no, but 
but seriously, you know what I mean? And then if it's one of them things like the gift that keeps on giving, like you have herpes or one of them things now, now you're running the risk with your youth. You're running the risk with the baby that you're carrying that the baby might get something on the way out. They might get thrushed. They might get, you know, like whatever is transferred. Like, no, no, you're around with yourself. You're around with yourself. CJ, I got to go. I can't even talk to you right now. I got to go. I got, we're done. The episode is done. Come tell the people where they can find us. We're done. (laughs) here's my thing here's my thinking so i'm trying to you know me i try to be logical first before i just go right into the to complete fuckery so i'm thinking okay i could see once like let's say he had something he didn't know about before you guys got together you got it bam okay that could have happened beforehand but once anything after that is absolutely cheating so you are not only like not only are you dealing with somebody who is continually cheating on you but clearly He's not even cheating on you with quality. Like he's like, is he buying prostitutes? Like there's so many other questions in my, that pop up in my head that is like, he has to be like, is he a drug dealer? Is he fucking crackheads? Like what, what, what's happening here? Like, what's the story? I, I need more. I need more info, but I mean, either way, like, like, why are you staying? But still like, I need, I need more info. Like what's happening. I, I, I just don't understand. No, I I feel like I mean maybe not this episode, but at some point we need to have a, a like a serious, deep conversation, and maybe have like somebody else come in on the conversation. But we need to have a conversation about self love, you know, and 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 what it means to love another person within the bounds of your relationship. Loving the person that you're with doesn't mean that you take them back every single time that they cheat on you or every time they come home and fling some virus up in your vagina. That that that's not love because that person isn't loving you in return. They're out there willy-nilly doing whatever it is that they want to do and flinging hood wherever on whichever gal and coming back to you, you know what I mean, with the expectation that everything is going to be cool if they say they're sorry enough or if they buy you enough flowers or if they take you to dinner or if they stay put in their bed for like a good two, three months before they go creep again. Like, I'm sorry, sis, I don't know you. I don't know what your situation is or whatever, but I I cannot believe that that man has respect for you if he's doing this repeatedly. Like CJ said, if it was a one-time thing, you could even give him a blight and say, okay, well, you know what? Things happen sometimes and maybe we had some issues and he stepped out of our relationship. But three times, sis, three times, three times, Oh man, you, you, you're wicked to yourself. Sorry. I, like I said, I don't know you. I don't know what the circumstances are, but that that's a very clear line in the sand. He doesn't respect your body. He doesn't even respect his own body. He doesn't even respect his own body enough to say, you know what? Even if I'm out there sleeping with a next woman or whatever the case may be, at the very least, let me put a condom on so I don't bring something home to my woman. Yeah. I- Thank God it hasn't been anything serious like like HIV or AIDS. Like all jokes aside, like let's let's be serious. Like uh, big and serious. Herpes is a serious thing. Herpes is a lifelong sexually transmitted disease. Yes, it's not HIV, and people are even out living HIV and AIDS with all the medication and taking them on the market. There's nothing curable for herpes. Herpes is a lifelong, lifelong thing. It's like when you see people with cold sores. Them that people, them, they have herpes simplex one. If this is in your vagina, <laughs> that's that other form of herpes. That's not going to go away. There's no medication for that. There's no, like you can get the creams and rub on it. So it doesn't, you know, if you have a flare up, the case may be, but that's not ever going away ever, 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 
ever. And you have to be really careful about when you have flare-ups. Now that you're pregnant, your hormones are going to be out of whack. Like your 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 whole everything is not even just being pregnant is going to change your life. The fact that you have, I'm I'm hoping that it's not herpes. I'm hoping it was something like chlamydia, where she could take like a one two pills and it's gone, or she had you know bacterial vaginosis, where she took a one two pill and it's gone. But if it's something like herpes, that's a serious thing. That is a lifelong disease. Like it's not going anywhere. Becky Met will come off this. Hey, all I can say is, is all jokes aside, you can't put your love for anyone else over your health. Um, and that's mental health, physical health, any type of health. And now that you have a child, you are going to have a child. You really have to uh, be more aware. And, and like that, that's just I would say this, like, um, I I really don't know. You uh, sit down and conversation needs to be had. Maybe you need some counseling, which I don't say that as like a, a shot. Like there's nothing wrong with counseling. Um, black people stop being afraid of counseling, but there's, there's something else going on there, but you definitely have to protect yourself uh, because you want to be there for your child. The last thing you want to do is him to give you something that could potentially kill you at some point, And then you're not mm-hmm. there to raise your child. So just think about that. Mm-hmm. Well, Miss AJ, yes, from one, uh, and you know, I, I I hate it when we start off super serious, but I I had to get that out. But from one <sighs> type of fuckery to another, so by now it's been viral. I'm sure everyone's talked about it, but me and you have not talked about it on air. There was a pastor who was hey. teaching people, women, how to have orgasms, and I tagged you in the video. Um, mm-hmm. As someone who does attend church and who was formerly a deacon, um, AJ, what 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 in the entire fuck? Yo, them the pasta there, them lawless your fuck, them pasta there. How do you have? And it's so funny because so I'm you know I'm an asshole, right? So I'm like, is that where the holy water comes from? Because this man is digging in the woman vagina, finding her spot, giving directives on how to apply pressure to the spot, and tutus water squirt out the squirt out squirt out. So I'm like, is that where he collects his holy water from? Being an entire ass, but like. You're a pastor. Why are you rooting around in anybody's vagina? In a class full of Oman. And then my next thought is like, where are all the husbands? Or all these all single women? And then I think back to my like, why CJ, it just brought up a whole bunch of like bad things in my head about church and religion and the dirty pastor them and them like them dirty man who like sleep with the congregation them and all them like really fam you're supposed to be teaching about religion you're supposed to be teaching about godly ways not like and i get that if you're doing marital counseling that's one thing but marital counseling usually involves the husband and there's two people there's a man and a woman this man this pastor man was in a classroom with about a dozen women and and the woman is sitting there with her foot open like the way that you see like women when they're squatting they're sitting down and they're about to give birth her foot was open wide 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 women <laughs> gathered around and the man had his fingers in her vagina a root road in her pom pom i almost freaking died because i'm like at first i didn't realize what he was cj yo honestly you need to stop sending me fuckery at first i didn't realize what homeboy was doing he doesn't even deserve the title of pastor at first i didn't realize what this man was doing until like i'm listening and i'm like is he fingering her no <laughs> what yo oh my goodness me there was no bible there was no cross there was no hymns being sung there was no holding of the hands and and the prayers none of that was going on it was a straight up sex class by this so-called pastor honestly (sighs) yo you see them i want to know what the name of that church is the church of the court (laughs) the church of the 
vagina, the to- the church of the Holy Spirit. That just reminds me of a couple of years ago. And I, I don't remember exactly, but there was this uh, pastor who was going around and he had his congregation drinking holy milk. He said it was holy milk and it was they were basically just giving him head until he came in their mouth. Um, no, no, we're done now. <laughs> after we're done recording go anyone listeners go go and search it search pastor holy milk it'll come it'll come right up (laughs) but But you know what it just raises too much fuckery because there's another church where the pastor is talking about he has to suck the woman them breasts like that's part of part of the healing or part of the something 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 but whatever however he finagled it or whatever it's basically part of his his regime is like feeling up the woman them breasts and then sucking the, the congregation the woman them breasts like seriously what yo listen to me and the, and the crazy thing is people will fall for that bullshit because they feel like it's saving their soul from something you don't even like cj come oh my gosh i can't i need a drink i just <laughs> yeah and all the and all types and not the pastor's holy milk either. I need a, a, a shot of tequila. Oh no, I, I, you can you can have some holy milk. I'll punch you right in your throat. I'll punch you in your in your smoothly shaven ball sack. Don't ramp with me. Don't <laughs> make me. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, we've done. We've we've dealt. Like we can go home now, right? No. God. This episode is going to be the death that of me. That man, also, he needs to be jailed. Like, he needs to, like, he needs to, they, they need to hold him and beat him is what needs to happen. I hope that the the husbands of those women or the boyfriends or the whoever's of, I hope those women are not all single women, first of all. I hope that they have a significant other somewhere that saw that shit and went and held that man and beat him. He's not a pastor. He's bullshit. He's bullshit. I'm saying that. He's bullshit. Pastor witch blood cut pot. Sorry. Oh, wow. Sorry, that came up very suddenly. I apologize. Well, damn, a blood clot. Uh, well, bumble clot. Um. <laughs> you AJ, see what you, you bring me? <laughs> hey, 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 I heard the all women's panel. I wasn't the only one who uh, brought it out of you because there was a few times where Shanice got that accent out of you. I was cracking the fuck up. What up? Yo, I... <laughs> It's not my fault. I tr- you see, I try to live my life in a good and decent way. Not like the pastor man, but like in a real, actual good and decent way. And then you guys want to draw me out and this is what happens. The accent comes on full force and, you know, things get said and, you know, I can't take it back and thing like that. So, you know, okay, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Okay, so I have a question. We're not talking about that other stuff. We're moving on from that. I have a, a question for you that was asked of me by one of your fans. I'm going to say it's a fan. Okay. Oh, God. So, very simple question. So it says... um, what is an ideal CJ date that doesn't involve sex? Oh, I think I told I said this before on um on an episode that we did. Um it for me it would be something that we can compete in, whether it be basketball, bowling, pool, but something that it brings out the competition so we can talk shit to each other as well as flirt. Um Okay. That would be the ideal type of day for me. Like I like going to the movies, dinner is all cool, it's great great for comp well I oh I really think that the movies are horrible like date thing yes. until you guys really get to know each other. But like 
uh, an escape room, restaurants, like all this stuff is awesome. But I, f- I honestly feel like you get to really know someone when you bring out the spirit of competition in them. Like you get to know a lot about their sense of humor. You get to know about the way they flirt. You get to know. Uh, it also allows time for converse- for just good conversation to uh, relate memories of, of whatever. I just I really feel like those are the best type of, of dates for me. Okay. So I'm not going to call her out, but that's to one specific listener. Um, I'm hoping you heard that response. I don't know that she's going to message you. I've, I've been, <laughs> I don't want to say this, but I don't want you to cuss me, but I've encouraged her to um, message you because I don't know why people are messaging me to ask me shit about you. I'm like, message him. He doesn't bite. Well, he does bite, but you know, not in that kind of way. Just, you know, be polite, be respectful, introduce yourself and, and ask him whatever you have to ask him. He'll respond. Wait, do I that's know it. who this is? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay. Can <laughs> you sound more enthusiastic? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, because I'm, I'm going to ask you after we get done airing, so I just I have to contain myself. So that's all. Okay. Um. Then the next one is a question to me. It says, um, you can actually answer. I I want you to weigh in on this as well. So it's uh, AJ. If a man that you were not particularly attracted to, but were good friends with, offered you a comfortable life and wanted to get married, would you consider it? So um, at first I was like, yeah, no, I'm good on that. But honestly, I I gave it more thought and consideration um, and just sort of around love and what it means to love a person and being in love and um, and, and arranged marriages and and all that sort of stuff. And um, I remember years ago, I met this woman. uh, She got married when she was 14. It was an arranged marriage. And at the time I met her, she was uh, 34, had four kids, had no formal education. She was absolutely beautiful, the sweetest person on on the planet. But her whole life was, I don't want to say reduced to, but her whole life revolved around her four children, um, making sure that she cooked for her husband and, and just being a dutiful, dutiful and beautiful wife. And I asked her if she was in love with her husband. She said, no, she's never been. But she loved and she respected him. She said it, it took a long time. Um, but over the years and, and you know, he provided her with a comfortable life and, and gave her everything that she ever wanted, never really demanded much of her um, other than to, you know, give him children and, and take care of the family and that kind of thing. Um, she said over time she grew to love him. And I've realized with myself, I think I'm past the point of the whole falling in love. I think because I'm a lot older um, and I've had a lot of life experience and I've, I've loved a number of different people over the course of life. I think I would be more comfortable with growing to love someone than waiting to fall in love with someone. Because I feel like if you fall in love, you can very easily fall out of love. But if you grow and to love somebody, it's with growth and understanding. And I feel like you build a better foundation and a better relationship. So at this point in my life where I am, I think, yeah, my answer would be yes, I, I would I would consider being with somebody that offered me a comfortable life and that we built a friendship and companionship um, and grew to love one another than rather than, you know, being gaga and head over heels falling in love with the person. You think that's weird? No, not at all. I really don't. I think that um, I think some people get so caught up in the I want to feel like I get I'm getting swept off my feet that they forget to build. And so, I mean, you can build that way. You can. I think people forget that you can learn to love someone and that you can grow closer that way. I'm not saying that that works for everybody, but it's not weird to me at all. Okay. Okay. So I have a a question that might poke at you a bit or provoke you. Um, I'm not going to trigger me this week. 
I am not giving any feedback on this particular one. This is all you. Okay. okay. What are your thoughts on women who won't date a man because he lacks certain material comforts? So, for example, he works a great job but doesn't own a car for whatever the reasons are. So let's say he lives in the city and it's not practical. He doesn't own a car. He takes transit or he Ubers everywhere. Um, he doesn't wear uh, super high-end clothes. Like, he's very practical. He'll wear the Gap or he'll wear Old Navy. And, and you know what I mean? Like, his suits are for work and that kind of stuff. But he's a, he's a casual dresser and, and doesn't believe in wearing, like, Gucci, Versace, whatever the case may be. Um, he is a Groupon coupon dater. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, I'll read the question again. What are your thoughts on women who won't date a man who lacks certain material comforts? Um, I feel like you need to get your head out your ass. Because those things don't matter. Like, in long term, and that's the thing that I think uh, people forget. Like, women, you guys can go into, like, any store and find something for, like, five bucks and it'd be fly. Um, And then men get judged if they don't spend such and such money. Like, I I really think that the material things are just that material. And I think that sometimes people focus so much on that that they forget about the character of a person. And that's that's what's going to make a relationship thrive. Like that material shit can go away. Like just even if you meet them and they can afford Gucci, uh, a different pair of Jordans every week, whatever else name brand. So are you to tell me that if for some reason they lose their job and have to start all over, if they spent years loving you the correct way, that all of a sudden somehow you you your opinion of of that man changes because they don't have the materialistic side like fuck that. And and, and that's one thing with me is that and I, I try to put that in my kids, too. Like I can afford it. Like Xavier asked for Yeezys this this year for school. I can afford it. I'm not going to give it to him right away. I'm going to make him work for it. He's going to have to earn it. Um. But and for me, like I when I get fly, I AJ, you've seen it when I get dressed up, I get dressed. But probably about 300 out of the 365 days in the year, if I'm not at work, I'm in basketball shorts and a T-shirt. Right. So like it, it you can't it doesn't matter. Like it, that means nothing to, like I said, the character of a person, in, in my opinion. I just I really it doesn't trigger me because honestly, it's almost so ingrained in the in in the culture and in the mindset of w- not just women because I think men too feel like they have to have. The, I, I matter of fact, I have a friend and he won't mind. Uh, his name's Chris. He honestly he'll say all the time like there's because he went through a period of not having a good job and only working part time. He was like, "What woman would want me if I'm not if I don't have this if I don't have that." I'm like, bro, if she don't want you while you're down, she don't deserve you while you up. So it just that that type of shit. I don't I, I really don't understand personally. And I materialistic shit just for me personally, I guess, because I I've been doing very well for myself for, for quite a few years. But like at the end of the day, that doesn't define me. Uh, I'll be the same person broke as I am with money. And um, it, it, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, like people who know me. Don't, probably don't eat, w- wouldn't even think like until they walk in my house because we're just fucking like a damn it's like walking in bill gates house here <laughs> with technology like it's ridiculous how much technology we got around here like xavier walked in the house one time and turned on all the lights in the house with the damn tablet i'm like yeah we're doing too much hey. um but uh, it's it's like they they just won't know because i don't i don't carry myself like that like i probably buy myself two or three pair of shoes a year just because i i don't I don't need more than that. Like I could do more if I wanted to, but I it, it means nothing. So I just I just don't I don't get it. 
Okay, so would you be the kind of person that, okay, suppose you see like a, a beautiful woman, you're attracted to her, she's got lots of things going on for her, but you want, like, suppose like you decide that you're going to take the bus to work one day for whatever reason, your car's in the shop, whatever it is, right? And um, she sees you and she thinks that you are not making money the way that a man should, let's say. And um, you go and you invite her out you know, on a date or whatever. And she snubs you because she thinks that you don't have a car, that maybe you're some kind of like a bum, that the date is not going to be like worthwhile or whatever. Are you the kind, because I know some people are like this. I think I would be petty that way, but are you the kind of person that would come back full strength with your car, with your, your best suit on, you know, looking all kind of fly or whatever. And like, you know, like kind of show up and show out in front of her. So she realizes that she fucked up on a chance. No, I'll probably drop my paycheck in front of her with my paycheck stub one day and just keep walking. Okay, so the answer is yes. <laughs> oh, I'm very petty. Kind of way. <laughs> very petty. Damn, damn. That's okay. I don't I don't I don't wrong you for it. Okay. Um it was a great answer by the way. So, um uh, my next uh, so the next question or uh, conversation piece that I have kind of follows along in what what I just discussed with you. So I guess maybe that was a precursor to it. So someone uh, wrote and asked me, I don't know why people keep asking my opinion. Okay. So the man I love wants to get married, but has told me he can't afford an expensive ring or a big fancy wedding. If it were you, would you tell him to wait until he can or just go ahead and start planning with what you have? Uh, go ahead and start planning. I mean, big. listen, I, my wedding, I think, was about 200 people. Um and we Damn. did it. We did it all for I think like right under three hundred and fifty bucks. And everyone was like, "This is a great wedding." And to this day, when I tell people how much I spent on that, they're like, "There's no way." So no, I was just about to say that's impossible. How? Yeah. Do you really want to know? You know what? No, we'll talk about it after. But if that's the case, you need to go into like event planning because damn. Oh Like yeah. I've heard of weddings on, but damn. No, seriously, it's 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 so, and I don't mind saying it. So, um. We used my church that I was going to at the time and my pastor didn't charge us anything. And it was a huge church. Well, not a huge, not as far as it was a small, intimate church with congregation, but we had a beautiful building. So that was one. Um, you know, I cook. So I did cook for my own, uh, me and my mom cooked for our own wedding. Um, but I had family that was pitched in, that pitched in and helped. Um, we, they also had a beautiful banquet place in the, in the same church. Um, so really, yeah, really all I had to pay for was food. And even then, like that was back when I did have my catering business. So I had like a membership to restaurant depot and I got a lot of, a lot of stuff at a, at a decent price. So very nice, very, very, and very resourceful, very resourceful. Um, oh yeah. If it was up to me, we wouldn't have had one. She was like, well, I really want, I really want to walk down the aisle with my dad. I said, look, I can buy you an aisle and you and him can walk up and down that motherfucker all day long. If you want to for like 20 bucks. Really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Honestly, but sometimes I think that there's something really, really wrong with you. Seriously. I can't deal with you. Okay. So my whole thing with this, I know women who get caught up on the ring and get caught up on the wedding. And I know so many women who have gotten married and after the fact, they're hitting themselves in the head because now they have a between twenty to $30,000 debt because of one day. One of my very good friends, she's like, you know, she the wedding was great. And she's like, if I had really been thinking clearly, we could have dropped that $30,000 on the house and had our wedding in the backyard of that house. And I said to her, yes, <laughs> you know, um, I know a woman whose 
her husband, who is her, who is her husband now, when he proposed to her, um, the, 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 the diamond in the ring wasn't even a diamond. It was, it was very small. It was what he could afford at the time. And she told him, no, I'll wait until you can get a bigger ring because for her, she wanted to show off the ring. She felt like, you know, she had waited and been with him all this time. She deserved no less than two carrots and all these other things. And I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think when it comes to weddings and when it comes to engagements and 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 all that sort of stuff, like people focus on the wrong thing and people don't think about what happens after and life after and the bills that you're going to have to pay after and everything else. So yes, while your two carat diamond is sparkling and shining and all that wonderful stuff, you have a $25,000 debt that you now have to pay off because you needed, you know, the Victorian lace and you needed for your train to be five feet instead of, you know, a foot long. And you needed to have 12 bridesmaids instead of three because that just wasn't enough. And you needed the crystal beading in the backdrop because just the plain white backdrop wasn't going to be enough. Like, People, I get it. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like every woman wants to be, for the most part, most women, I, I won't say every, but I think for the most part, most women want their day, you know, and it's less about the husband. It's less about the groom side. It's really more about the bride. They want their day. They want their moment in the spotlight. They want, you know, their, their, they want the the fairy tale. They want the Cinderella moment and all that sort of stuff. But really and truly, you need to think practically about what happens after the Cinderella moment. You know, if the ring he's giving you is a ring that he can afford. It's a ring that he's giving you with all the love that he has in his heart. And he's saying, you know what, we've got $5,000 of what we can do for our wedding. Make it work. You can renew your vows. You know, you can, you can have another wedding ceremony. Like that doesn't have to be the end of it. You have people who renew their vows a year later. You have people who upgrade their ring five, 10 years down the road. You know, the important thing is if you love this man, that's, that should be the focus. If you want to be his wife, that should be the focus. It shouldn't just be about that one day of the wedding. You guys have your whole lives together. Make it about that. Drop the mic and walk away. That's it. <laughs> Hi, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, CJ, I have a long one for you. I have a long one for you, too. Is this a question or are we talking about something else? Oh, I wasn't talking about a question. That would be too sensible. I definitely wasn't talking about a question. Punch in your esophagus. Again, I thought I I was going to do the same to you. Don't fucking talk to me. You see you? Talk to me. Don't. I love my boyfriend dearly. <laughs> We've been together for three and a half years. My problem is I'm not able to achieve orgasm with him when we make love. When we were first intimate, I told him that I'd never had an orgasm during sex, but was able to have them when I masturbated and used my toy. He had no with issue with it and was confident that he could bring me to orgasm. I enjoy being intimate with him and we have a healthy sex life. I've just never come. The really bad part, though, is that I've been faking it because I love him and I don't want to hurt his feelings or think or for him to think that there's something wrong with me. I know he'll be upset with me, but I don't want to keep lying to him. And I'd like to truly reach a point of full enjoyment with him. What should I do or how should I go about handling this situation? Hey, you should never fake fake it at all. You, you can't expect someone to know how to learn how to um to, to please you in, in your body if you're faking it I, this is one thing that i just don't agree with and i don't understand like fuck f- f- the fragile male ego as people like to say like you're you're compounding the problem when you fake it that's just my opinion um right. 
But as far as like, I mean, why you just have to tell them, like, be truthful, like experiment, like and people get I don't know why people are so afraid to say, you know what, let's take a day, a few hours or whatever, and we're going to sit down and figure out for you to how to make me come, whether it's with your fingers, your tongue, your penis, your big toe, whatever you have to use, figure it out. <laughs> Sorry, the big toe. Hey, you, some people are in weird shit, but no, it's seriously toys. Like, and I know some men for some reason are afraid to bring toys into the bedroom for an ego thing. But I mean, at the end of the day, he should him pleasing you, him making you reach an orgasm should be a priority. And it's something that he should really want. And if he does, then hopefully he can get past that. If, if a toy is needed, it doesn't mean that he's not good at what he, what he does or whatever. Um, you just have to talk and communicate him and be open and honest. And like I say, I'm a big proponent for taking time out and saying, Hey, we're going to figure this out. Just get you some lube, some toys. Like, you know how like people like in movies, how people have the little case when they torture people, they have like all the apparatuses and stuff in it. Just get a a, a sex toy (laughs) thing just like that and figure it out. I agree. Um, I actually was involved in a a discussion uh, a couple of days ago with one person who brought the information back to a group of women and um, I'm one. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, don't lie about it. You, you have to, you need to have that conversation with him sooner than later. The fact that you've waited this long is an issue, um, which means just on a, on a whole separate uh, thing, you're going to have to deal with, with the emotional backlash of having lied to him about it and, and having that discussion. So that's one piece of it. But two, um, you know, you, you need to, it's, it's okay that it's okay that he's not able to bring, like, it doesn't mean that you're dysfunctional. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It doesn't mean anything wrong with, it's wrong with him. It's exactly like CJ says, like, you guys just need to take time together as a couple, um, to learn one another's bodies, you know? Um, and definitely bring the toys in and all that sort of stuff. One thing that I'm I'm not an advocate of, like I'm all for using toys. I'm not for using vibrating toys. And and the reason I say that is because I really feel like when you use a vibrating toy, you're tricking your vagina into thinking that that's the way a penis is supposed to operate. So when a man penetrates you or enters you or and and you know his his dick is 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 at whatever angle it is because it's not causing that same vibrating sensation, your your body's not going to react the same type of way. It's great to use a toy. Try using a toy that doesn't actually vibrate, you know. Um, and then the thing too, like I'm, I'm an advocate of, of masturbating. If you don't know your body, how can you teach somebody else about your body? You know, try to figure out what your own spots are. Try to figure out what your own pressure points are. Try to figure out, you know, where where that spot is um, inside of you that makes like everything go haywire. You know, and when you guys get to that point, if he's hitting that spot, tell him to stay there. We don't communicate enough when we're, when we're fucking like, we'll say the things like, oh yes, baby, that feels good. Oh yes, daddy. That's, that's the, you know, whatever, whatever it is, the bullshit that we say, but there's a different kind of conversation clearly that needs to happen between the two of you. When you guys are sexually uh, intimate, you need to tell him that's the spot. Do not move right there. But you need to say it in such a way that he understands, like you're not saying it as part of the, you know, like the fuck conversation, you're telling him because that's where he needs to be in order for you to reach orgasm or in order for whatever it is. You know what I mean? Because you have women who have like the big O and women who squirt. And then you women have women who have mild orgasms because you're not able to squirt. doesn't mean that you're not having an orgasm. It just means you're not able to squirt. And not every woman is able to do that. It's not such a big deal, but you definitely need to be able to say to him, I like that. It's right there. That's the spot. Yes, don't move. That feels really, really great. Have those conversations with him in the moment while those things are happening. Now, as far mm-hmm. as like the vibrating, all you got to do is tell him when he's in your pussy to do a Harlem shake and you can get that vibrating sensation. No problem. Please don't listen to CJ. 
You're so dumb. This fucking man look like he's having convulsions on her or he's having epileptic, epileptic seizure. And then she's going to get sued for all other kinds of reasons. And then everything's just going to go. Like, Would you stop? What is wrong with you? I'm just, I'm just trying to be helpful. I mean, if, if her pussy's trained, trained to like for vibrating sensations, just get in it and do the Harlem shake. Work it out. I'm going to finish the rest of the episode by myself. I can't deal with you. Really? Have I'm you just ever trying to be helpful. You're not fucking helpful. I can't stand you right now. Have you ever been with someone who were not able to um, help her achieve orgasm? I've been with people who I didn't give a damn if they had an orgasm or not. So. Because okay, I just, I know that's not the question I asked you. That's not the question I asked you. <laughs> oh man i'm sorry i'm sorry okay um yeah actually yes i have oh yeah i have but we worked that shit it? out it took a while but we worked that shit out okay, okay good good I'm, I'm gonna move on because i just i don't want any more <laughs> <sighs> okay so this is a very this is an issue that came up there's there's a, 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 a there's a woman that i follow on instagram we, we mutually follow one another and you know, like how people will say, like, good morning, babe, good morning, baby, um, good morning, love, good morning, boo. And they don't necessarily mean anything behind it. But she, every time someone puts the word babe or baby in a, in a, um, in a response to a post, she goes off. Like, my name is not baby. My name is such and such. Stop calling me that. I didn't claim you. You haven't claimed me. You know, that, like, she goes off all the time so i just wanted to ask you from a man's perspective is calling someone baby that like somebody that you're not involved with like is that a problem like do you as a man see that as being a problem it's weird i'm not gonna lie i mean i think i've i've kind of normalized in my head because a lot of people do it especially since we've been doing this wonderful podcast like there's a woman who comments on like my post from time to time and like every time she's like my guy, like my, like I've gotten so many questions about like, who's this chick who says my guy to everything. I'm just like, look, I don't know this woman. Um, so I mean, yeah, baby is a little, that's a little weird for some reason, like babe, I don't think as much about because I, I think I've known a lot of people to like, just say babe after stuff, like to anyone. Um, but it, it is a little weird. I won't, I won't, it's not like it's completely creepy. I wouldn't flip out about it or anything, but it's a little weird. I get, but you have to know people's background. Cause like, right. In, if it's a some, Southern thing or like a New Orleans thing, exactly. they can baby like water. <laughs> exactly. So as long as it's, go ahead. No, no, sorry. I, I don't remember my point. I think I was about to say, I was about to crack a joke about something, but let's, let's keep it pushing. Um, I, it's really weird. Like I have more of an issue if somebody calls me boo just because I hate the word boo or if they say bae, B-A-E, I hate those two. Um, at first, when I, when I first got on uh, social media and people were like, you know, good morning, baby, like I would be like, fam, I'm not your baby. Stop calling me that. But I've gotten less sensitive to it because I just realized that that's, it really and truly is how, um, and I find myself doing it, you know what I mean? But I won't, it's interesting because I only do it with women um, or if it's someone that I actually know in real life that we actually have history with, then, it, then it's a different thing. But I've, I've realized, um, I remember somebody had called me baby and I messaged him like, why do you keep calling me baby? He's like, does that offend you? I'm like, it's a little weird. And he's like, honestly, it's just what we say. 
Like it's not, I'm not mean. He doesn't, I, he said that he didn't mean it in a personal type of way. Like he wasn't taking it like me and him were in nothing. I said, but it's giving a, a weird kind of impression. He's like, how? I'm like, because it, it may be making people think that there's something more between us than there is. And he's like, honestly, like I know that it's not, it's just, He's like, I, I literally say it to everybody. I'm like, look, so if you're in a relationship with someone and you call your woman baby and you call your other, like other people that you don't know baby, isn't that an issue? And he's like, well, he never really thought about it that way. Because usually if he's in a relationship, he has other pet names or more endearing names for the person that he's with. Baby for him is like, you know, if he doesn't know your name, that's just what he's going to call you. Not for nothing and not out of disrespect or anything like that. Um, and for him more so like, you know, he's from the South, so he'd never given it a second thought. Um, and then even like a person that I'm, I've been talking to for a while now, when we first started talking, he's called me baby all the time. I'm like, why? And he's like, honestly, it's just, I'm from the South. It's just what we do. He's like, if you want me to just call you by your name all the time, I can, but it's just, that feels weird. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it feels too formal. Um, so from that perspective, I get it. So now like when people will comment on pictures or whatever, and they put baby after it, um, I just kind of give everybody the same generic response. So people recognize that I'm not in nothing with nobody. I mean, I didn't nothing with nobody. Everyone's getting the same wave and the good good morning and the and the happy face and the yellow heart. Everybody's getting it. Um, but yeah, she I, I don't know. I feel like she maybe went off a little unnecessarily. And I, and I get why she does or why she has, but I think sometimes we take those things too far and we get a little bit oversensitive about the wrong things. Stop being sensitive, people. Man, fuck up. <laughs> but I also think too, it's like if you're a single woman and you're actually looking to date people, you can't go the fuck off on every person that calls you baby, especially if you mean it in a harmless type way. Bitch, you're going to find yourself single for a long fucking time if you keep that shit up. It's not like he's like, hey, bitch, you're a bad bitch. You're a sex. He's not call he's calling you baby. That's it. It's it's not that serious. It's not that serious. As long as he's not saying bitch, right? But that's what I'm saying. It's, it, I, I, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm undersensitizing or desensitizing it, but I, it's just not in the greater scheme of things of the things that he could say. It's just not that offensive. I agree with you there. Okay, I have a, uh, I don't know what to call it. So this was a post that I saw on someone's page. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to read the post. It's an actual question. And then I'm going to read some, <laughs> some of the comments from the women who were in their feelings about this particular post. So it reads, is it okay for a married man to co-sign an apartment for his baby? Mother? Okay, so that's the question. One woman commented, it depends. If this woman has a repeated history of broken leases, being irresponsible financially, and just wants a handout, then hell no. Bring those kids to our home. We'll provide a roof. But if she's hardworking, is a woman of integrity, and is generally a really great person who just needs, needs help, then yes. Another woman wrote, hell no. It's okay for his kids to come stay with us until his broke-ass baby mother get her shit together. His obligations are to his kids. Another woman wrote, he co-signed for that baby that they have, so why not? And then another woman wrote, yes, my concern is the children. So CJ, if you're married, your ex is down on her luck, and she needs you to co-sign an apartment for her. Would you do that? As long as my wife is okay with it. What if your wife is not okay with it? Then no. I mean, what my wife's okay with, it rules all overall like at the end of the day if my wife's not okay with it then my wife's not okay with it um as long as she's not being malicious um like like the people in the post said then the kids can come stay with us why you and and there should be nothing wrong with that to say you know what wow not and not to put her down to say why you're getting your stuff together let them stay with me just because it can be a little bit more stable for them once you 
are are back on your feet or you you're you're firmly in your place of course they can come back i'm not trying to keep them from you but just as right now as parents we should be able to talk and realize together that this is the most stable situation for them so that's your rule all now if you have a great relationship with your ex if you guys if it's well especially if it's like an ex-wife or whatever and your current wife is like um yeah i mean it's as long we need we need something in place to protect us financially from it then okay like i can understand but i wouldn't say hard yes or hard no either way it just depends on the situation okay so i'm gonna throw a monkey wrench into the question what if your wife is also not okay like so she says no i'm not having it because if you're co-signing then i'm co-signing which means we're co-signing what if she says you know no but i'm also not okay with your kids coming to live with us can't they go stay with your mom can't they go stay with her mom Oh, then the like wife needs life. to go stay with her mom because that's it. Right. Okay. You got to get the fuck out. <laughs> See, because I, I always think like I, there's definitely two sides to it. And, and I, I agree with, you know, if if if, if your baby mother and I hate that term, but if, if the mother of your child or the mother of your children is a hardworking person and for whatever reason, she's hit some roadblock, she's down on her luck. You know what I mean? If it's within your ability or within your power to help her, then do so. You know, if you have to draft a contractual agreement or whatever the case may be, it may, may be to protect yourself then do so i find it interesting that you know you have these and, and there are a lot of harsh comments like those are just some of the ones that i read but i find it interesting that you have these women who are not prepared to take the babies and not prepared to have children in their home full-time because what they're used to is the kids coming over every other weekend which is essentially four days out of a month now you're gonna hype up yourself and be like oh well the kids can just come stay with us until that bum bitch gets back on her feet okay so now you have four, let's use your, your your family as an example. Now you have four children in your home on a full-time basis, which means full-time getting them to school, full-time homework, full-time breakfast, full-time dinners, full-time lunch with Afapak, full-time um, extracurricular activities, full-time lessons and whatever else that they have to do, full-time clothes, full-time shoes, full-time baths, full-time everything. And not to say that it's not possible for the wife to do those things, but if you haven't considered what it's going to be like, as much as you want to hype up yourself and say, yes, the kids can come stay with us, if those kids have never stayed with you for longer than a week and you don't know what that actually figures, what that actually feels like, having that full-time responsibility 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every every week for months on end because you don't know how long it's going to take her to get back on her feet, don't beat your chest and hype up yourself. And say that she's a bum bitch and whatever, whatever the case may be. You don't know what it's like to be in that woman's shoes. You don't know what what she's going through or what she's gone through. Taking care of children and taking care of other people's children is not as fucking easy as people think. 100%. Humble your Sit down and have a conversation with your husband. Have him have a conversation with the wife and find out what exactly is going on before you jump to him and be like, oh, no, we're not doing that. No, we're not co-signing for nothing. No, that broke bitch better. To- don't call her a broke bitch if you don't know what's going on. One thing I hate is for when anybody, whether it's a, it's a man with his new woman or a, a woman with our new man, when they're taking up argument about the former spouse or the former whatever, there's two sides to every story. Don't put your mouth in an argument where you don't have no business argument about. Even if your husband says, oh, she was such a terrible person, whatever the case may be, there's two sides to every freaking story. Even if you empathize with your man, you can never swear for nobody and believe 100% what anybody says because there's two sides to every story, two sides to every coin. Before you jump in and say, yes, the kid should come live with us full time. Conversations, exactly like you said, there are conversations and there are discussions that need to be had, period. Period, point blank. <sighs> CJ, you're pressuring my head. What okay. I do? You're pressuring my brain. Don't, don't, don't answer. Don't respond. Don't answer. <laughs> <you're gonna> <laughs> 
<laughs> don't. Okay, um, this is kind of a long read. Um, I personally have an issue with this one, but I'm, I'm gonna. It's a long. It's a bit of a long read, so I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go ahead. Okay. So if you're dating someone, try and find out how that person was raised. A lot of people weren't raised on love. They were raised on survival. That's why you see so many men and women not being able to love you properly. Hurt people hurt people. You'll find a lot of good-looking people with damaged insides because of their past, and you won't realize how damaged they are until you try and love them. If you think a person's past doesn't affect how they see life, you're sadly mistaken. What are your thoughts about that? Listen, everyone's damaged. Every single person on this planet has some type of damage or bullshit that they've been through. The the key thing is, is yes, hurt people can hurt people. But guess what? It also look people who love people who have genuine love, people who are caring, people who are nurturing can help heal. I'm not saying that it's anyone's job to fix someone, but you never know just how your natural caring, your natural love will help show somebody a different side to just plainly say, oh, well, you never know because of what they've been through. Like they they don't deserve love or they can't love. First of all, none of us are taught. No one's taught how to be married. No one's taught how to be in a relationship. That's something that we're not taught. Everyone is trying to figure it out the same way. Now, some people are more toxic than others. Some people really don't are, are more selfish than others and really don't care about making other people happy. Of course. But to, to try to whittle that down to just damage, everyone has some shape, form or, or of damage done to them in their life. Find me the person who ha- who doesn't, and it has to be Jesus, and and that's it. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> this fucking man said it has to be Jesus, and Jesus alone. Jesus is the only person who isn't damaged. I can't deal with you. Just so um, I, I do think that you are right. You know, I, I think part of part of the thing that people forget is that people have choices. Um, I know a plethora of people who have come from some of the craziest and fucked up backgrounds and situations and, and upbringings. Um, and they've turned out really well, all things considered, you know, because for them, they made a choice that they were not going to allow that to break them or to be, um, you know, like the nail in their coffin kind of thing. They weren't going to allow that to define them. You know, I know people who, you know, having worked in, in social services for a very long time, I mean, I've, I've, I've come in contact with some people who have been through some really shitty and horrific things. Um, and they, you know, pull themselves up like by the bootstraps, you know, that old colloquial saying, um, but they're, they're good people and, and they've learned to, um, to converse and they've learned to share and they've, and they've decided, um, to choose differently for themselves and, and to, forge a different path and not be on the same path because i think oftentimes like especially coming from a caribbean background you know what i mean like you know i've I've heard from my mother that you know certain things that she does is because that's how she was raised you know and then my grandfather would say that's how his people them raise him you know so it's cyclical right so if your great-grandparents raised your grandfather like that your grandfather raised your mother like that your mother raised you like that so of course the next thing would be like the next generation of a comes up it doesn't have to be that way we all have conscious choice and we all have thought, you know, 
if you were if you were a child and every day somebody every morning you wake up somebody beat you and then beat you and then beat you and then beat you and then beat you you know now you're finally big you're no longer in that home you've met somebody that you love you have children with that person in your mind you remember every day what that beating feel like why would you want to beat your child them kind of way that and 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 this has nothing to do with like physical discipline this is just like malicious beating for nothing you breathe and they want to beat you you know what I mean? Like you drop a rice grain on the table and they want to beat you. Them the kind of beating them. Not like, you know, because it's punishment or because you've done something. Not like the disciplinary kind of, like the, the real dirty, malicious type of beating. If you know that you went through that and it was like a shitty point in your life, why would you want to inflict that on somebody else? And, and I say that to say that people, at the end of the day, everybody has a choice. You know, we live in a world where there are so many supports and services and access to things out there that it, it's, it's, it just doesn't when I hear people say, oh, well, that's just what I know. That's just to me. Those are just excuses, you know, and 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 CJ, you had said something earlier that I wanted to commend you for and, and clap out loud for when you say that black people need to stop being afraid of going to counseling like it makes like it makes something wrong with you. You know what I mean? If you need to go to counseling, if you need to, you know, talk to somebody and 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 drill down to what your issues are do that for yourself because you love yourself and because you want to heal and because you want to be a better person stop thinking about the fuckery of embarrassment stop stop thinking about that oh well people are going to talk or people who gives a fuck if people talk if it's something that's going to help you be a better person and have a better life and move forward in your life in a healthier type of way you owe that to yourself to to do that you know what i mean it's not to say that you have to walk around and tell people say you're going to counseling or whatever but however it is that it works out if it's something that helps you be a better person that helps you move forward in life to be a happier person and, and to be more open and whatever it is that you need to do you owe it to yourself to do that for yourself you know i don't think that every broken person on the planet is out to hurt other other people or whatever the case may be like yes you can know all kinds of things about a person's background their background doesn't necessarily define them their upbringing doesn't necessarily define them you have people come who come from from dirt and have made millions. If you look back at them and say, "Oh, well, you came from nothing," that means that you should be nothing. It's 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 asinine. It's absolutely idiotic. It's uh, everybody can change. Everybody has choice, and everybody can do better. It's just their strength and their will of character and and what they have access to. And sometimes, like you said, it it takes somebody loving them to show them that it's okay to love themselves and to break free of that. A hundred percent. I mean, you can't say, and, and that's the thing. Like some people really just need to know especially people who are damaged or broken as some people want to label them they just need to know that they're not they just need to feel like or realize that other people have gone what they've gone through and have come out of it and just that alone or having that support of great people around them they become better and like i said like some people have this like such a toxic mindset of well i just don't have time to just fix somebody how about you don't worry about fixing or put it like that how about you just worry about if you love their person just love them and as long as they're not hurting you as long as you loving them isn't somehow taken away from your basic needs see what i mean it doesn't mean that you guys are going to wind up together it doesn't mean you're going to be together forever but just love them if that's what you truly feel to them don't worry about like people worry so much about what they can get out of it like the whole point of loving someone is because it's in you to want to love that person and until it gets to a point and you and here's the thing people always ask well when do i stop when do i give up when do i stop you don't you should not stop until you don't love that person anymore so until you don't love them you go hard for them because you because you do actually actually truly love them like aj you, everyone who listens to this podcast knows I have a deep love for you. I love you. If you were starting to fuck up, I'm not going to just, oh, well, I don't have time for AJ. I'm going to love you through it. 
in, in, until the, the point comes to one of us is dead, I'm still going to be here for you. I'm always going to be your friend. Sometimes if, if it gets too bad, maybe I have to take a step back, but I'm always going to be there for you because that love is real. It's not going to waver. And like people just really need to look more at themselves, in my opinion, than try to blame it on the other person being damaged or hurt. I love you. And just for a point of clarification, you can't step back from me. I'll come to your house and cut you away. Eh? Don't act crazy. You don't, you don't get to step back from me. You better love me through all my craziness. What do you mean? I, oh, yeah. I mean, I love that, of course. Of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm going to remind you about something uh, that we were supposed to do last week. I'm just going to give you time to uh, look for it. And then I'm going to uh, move on to our last point of discussion. Um, we have a review, uh, an iTunes review or something you said that was really phenomenal or fantastic and that we wanted to share with our listeners. Oh, yes, but yes, can, yes. You can find that. Okay, so while I'm reading this, if you can search for that. So you and I have been having these ongoing discussions about expectation and the expectations that people place um, on the de- like developing relationships. So whether you've just met somebody, you know what I mean? Um, you may be head over heels about the person. Like people move at different paces and all these sort of things. And people sometimes get ahead of themselves in thinking that a relationship is something that it isn't, or there's just a lot of miscommunication and 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 lack of understanding in relationship development. So, um, CJ, you had sent this to me. We're going to read these points and maybe chat a bit about it. So this is for, and, and, and it was directed at women, but I think that this actually, from my perspective, needs to be directed at men as well, because I get this with, with dudes, dudes. Um, so for those that are confused, the first stage of relationship development is talking. And that is categorized as we've exchanged numbers, maybe even had sex. We do everything on a friendship level, testing, and we're testing the waters to see if it's a growing interest. The next stage is dating. This is where we go bowling, we go to concerts, we go to lunch and dinner, but still as friends, but with a mutual interest in each other, but we still talk to other people. The next stage is dating exclusively. This is the phase where we're dating. However, we have now decided to cut off other people and we're interested in focusing on us getting to know one another better. So this is where you stop fucking other people. This is where you stop entertaining, you know, those kind of late night conversations with other people. And you guys have decided that you're just going to focus on one another and that's it. And then you get to the actual relationship stage. This is where we've made a mutual agreement to be a couple and it is just me and you, period. No outside, nobody, no outside penis, no outside vagina, none of them things there. So Mr. CEO hates. Do you agree with the um that mapping, that that relationship development mapping? Yeah, I mean I was I was honestly just considering me and your conversations that we had previously, I was uh honestly surprised at almost just how spot on that was to like previous conversations we've had um mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i really especially the you and me bitch period part like i, I love that that's what i start telling people <laughs> bitches you and me period that's it nobody else motherfucker just me and you that's it 
So I think for a lot of people, um, and I won't say that it's 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 all women, but I think mostly women. And again, you know, I'm sure like a lot of our listeners hate me for saying this, but I feel like as women, like we get we get ahead of ourselves, and especially when we're single, when we're in that headspace of you know wanting to settle down, our biological clock is ticking, and all that other good shit that's happening. I feel like we rush the stages in the effort to get the the person that we're interested in um, to settle down with us, you know, and CJ, you and I have, have said it a gazillion times. There is not enough that can be said about building a foundation for a healthy and lasting relationship, which is the fourth stage. You need to go through the talking stage and it, you know, like you, you know, and this is what I was talking about Um growing to love a person as opposed to falling in love with a person. Because a lot of times what happens is you meet someone, their personality is really great. You may have even had sex with the person. They've flung the devil dick on you. They flung the devil dick on you. And now you're like, oh my God, I'm in love. You know, he's let you know very clearly that he's talking to other people because you and he are just talking like you guys aren't, you know, whatever. A lot of times, you know, women, because we carry our feelings in our vagina, we will equate that intimacy, especially if the dick was really, really good. We will equate that intimacy to like, yeah, he needs to stop talking to other people so we can just get to the dating exclusively. And I've even heard people say like, you know, if we're fucking regularly, yeah, we're dating exclusively. Nah, man. Even if you're fucking regularly, if there hasn't been a firm conversation that the two of you are dating exclusively, you're dating and, but you can, and, and you're still seeing other people or, or whatever the case may be. You can't have an expectation that because you've decided to cut off other people because the sex is fantastic, you guys spend at least two or three days every week out of the week together, you can't have the expectation that that person is going to stop dating other people because you're now ready to date exclusively. There still has to be a discussion about it. However you want to cut it, however you want to slice it and dice it, if there is not a mutual agreement, you're in that exclusive relationship by yourself. Yeah, yeah, and I've said that to many people before. Like, not not as far as dealing with me, just in talking about about relationships. And until there is a verbal agreement and an understanding met that we're saying we're we're exclusively just me and you, it doesn't matter how many times we have sex. It doesn't matter how many times we go out. It doesn't matter how many times how much time we spend together. Listen, all like we haven't had that conversation, so you can't expect that from me. And and this is why I tell people, stop assuming, stop being a, like, and I had a conversation in the chat room with somebody one time and they were in the, the woman and I don't want to say the young lady's name, but she's made the most idiotic statement. She was like, no, we, we can't be dating. And you tell me you haven't cut and you haven't cut off everyone else. That's, that's fake. That's not real to me. I'm like, no, what's real, what needs to be real is you need to have a conversation with somebody. Like you can't assume anything without talking to somebody. Like that to me, that's just asinine. Like to assume anything. And maybe that's just me because I, I, I talk everything out, but how can you assume a goddamn thing if you haven't talked to somebody? Like, like you said, you're in that exclusive relationship by yourself and you can't be mad if you find out old guys banging another chick's back out because guess what? You assume you didn't talk to him. And likewise with guys. And I will say, I will, talk about my gender as well men are some of the most idiotic people that they get so in their feelings and it just makes them completely go like wild and crazy when they find out that a chick that they that they wanted that they in their mind they thought wasn't talking to somebody is fucking somebody else listen 
you're grown like get over it she's probably fucking someone else you think these people just bubble wrap themselves and no one else has smelled touched or licked their vagina until you're ready for it no chances are she's fucking somebody which is not a bad thing but once you guys decide to be exclusive all that shit gets cut off like how is this so hard I, I don't get it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I agree with you. <laughs> I could agree with you more. Like I said, people just have these unrealistic expectations. You know, um, it's, I, I don't know. I think that people would develop better relationships with people if they would just be patient. You know, it's it's like we're in this generation now where because everything is so fast paced and we're used to that instant gratification and and you know. Um, like those, those, those instantaneous moments of like, like I need it now, people don't know how to wait for the good things to come. And, and when you take time and you learn a person, you might actually realize that you don't want to be with that person instead of fast forwarding to, yes, I want to be with you. And then three months in, you know, you've now moved in with the person you guys are spending all this time together. He chews with his mouth open, you know? Um, he always leaves the toilet seat up, you know, he scratches his balls and scratches his ass, all these things that he doesn't do in, in the public eye. Now you're actually getting to see him for him. And now you decided that, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I want out all because why? Because you decided that you wanted to rush into something that you weren't fully prepared for. You know, there's nothing wrong with taking time and, and enjoying the getting to know you phases and, and, and spending time with a person and even just getting to know a person's body. And even if it ultimately is that you decide, okay, well, I don't want to have sex with this person because I know that they're having sex with other people. That's your choice, but it's still a choice. You can't expect that. Okay. Well, he and I kick it all the time and we have this really great understanding and we have like a really great time together. Why can't he just be with me? That's because he's not sure and he's not ready. And if that's a problem for you, you also have a choice to move on. Everything comes down to choice. It really and truly does. Yep. Until, until it comes time to, for AJ to peg someone, then at that point, it's not about choice. You just have to AJ just does what the fuck she wants to do. But you know what? It depends. There, You do have choices. If I really like you, I'll give you a choice between whether you want to use like the good warm lube or you just want regular Vaseline. Oh, so. well, hey, at least there's some type of choice in the matter. Oh, man. Is that it for today, AJ? Other than our review, of course. So we have two item reviews that I want to read um, before we go ahead and end the podcast. The first one um, is from someone named Brubra Cuzzo. Don't ask me. People have weird names. But um, <laughs> I love the chemistry between the two hosts. Relationship talk has never been better. They aren't scared to touch on any topics from general to the bedroom. Salute from the Chronicles podcast. So that's an- obviously another podcaster. Uh, it's always good to get love. That's fabulous. And then the next one. And this one is from Mac. And it is the best thing about this podcast is the undulterated honesty the hosts have. The topics are great and incredibly personal, but the hosts are clearly comfortable walking in their truth. And it shows when they talk about sex and relationships. This is a great podcast to listen to. Oh, wow. Isn't it just an amazing review? They are. That is so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. You just made my night. That's fabulous. I'll make your night all right. I'm going to beat you senseless. Really? That's what I want. So thank you. Oh, my God. Can we just end this now? <laughs> oh my God, I'm a warm, fuzzy feeling, and you just made the... <laughs> you just wrecked it. You suck. <laughs> AJ, tell the people where they can find us. 
Oh, Lord. We are on Twitter uh, at Loveless and Badass Soul, which is also our IG handle. You can catch our episodes on Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, The Real Midwest Radio. Um, we are proudly part of the Urban Mogul Life family. You can also find our episodes there. We are also on Spotify. Um, and I think that those are our handles. You can find me on Instagram at uh, badass underscore Jones underscore. And I'm also uh, two months into Twitter. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at that Jones kid, AJ one. Oh, and if you want to email us uh, questions, you know, we're happy to get DMs and stuff like that. But if you want to send them anonymously uh, to our email, you can email us at lovelust and BAS, all one word, at yahoo.com. Yay. And I am CEO <laughs> Hayes. You can follow me at CEO H A I Z E. I apologize for my energy being a little bit low this episode. I'm, I think I'm coming down with something, but nonetheless, I had to give you guys this podcast this is how dedicated i am to this i was still an asshole nonetheless i love each and every one of you guys <laughs> peace <laughs> Wine pan the body and I sit down pan the beat. Pum pum so tight, some mama now fit it. Phone take a picture, yeah.